ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and it's such a pleasure to have you join me once again. From for everybody around the world, I really appreciate you tuning in and hearing from you and knowing that every single week I am bringing in a guest, or it might just be me, um, and we are educating you, empowering you, and inspiring you so you can live a fearlessly authentic life. So whether it's in love, sex, you're knowing more about yourself, uh, relationships, anything, I want you to grow every single time that you hear this show and you learn from my guests and myself, because that's what we are here for, because I've always been afraid to take risks, and I want you to be able to take those risks and take action so you can live a fearlessly authentic life. And every week, I've been sharing a little bit with you about my experience as I have changed from using plant-based proteins to, um, I mean, animal-based proteins to plant-based proteins. See, I got ahead of myself. And I started using a company called Saqqara because I heard that they deliver delicious plant-based meals to your home. And if I was going to start going plant-based, which I started doing in January after I turned 60, because I just wanted to stop eating so much animal protein. And so I have three meals delivered to my house And they are delicious because I had no clue how to prepare plant-based meals. So if you are interested in trying this, if you have thought about leaving the animal protein behind you and eating more plant-based foods, I certainly recommend this company. They have other products, but start with the meals. You will love them. They are delicious and nutritious. Um, I have a code for you. If you go to Saqqara.com, that's S-A-K-A-R-A.com. Use my code XOJody and you will save 20% on your first order. So again, it's sakara.com. Use my code XOJody and save 20% on your first order. And let me know if you are trying it and what you like and what products, because I love, love, love to hear from you. I want to know how your life is changing by changing the way you eat, because that's one of the first steps we can do. Um, And don't be afraid, okay? Also, because I always forget to tell you guys this, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Fearlessly Authentic on Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear from you. And you can also reach me on Instagram at Jody Harrison Bauer. Okay, that's it. That's everything. On with the show. Welcome to the show, Diana Cole. I'm so excited to have you here with me and share all of your intelligence and inner wisdom with our listeners. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I am too. And I just wanted to introduce you formally to our listeners. So here we go. You know, the first question I asked myself when um, I knew I was going to have Diana on the show was, is it really possible to heal our lives 
by listening to our own inner guidance. Everybody always says, you need to look inward, you need to stop, you need to breathe, but it's so hard. Um, But today, Diana is going to help us with that because she is a spirit translator, thought leader, and author. Passionate about spirit guidance, she is committed to teaching people how to access it for themselves so they may find freedom from pain and limitation and live a life of abundance, fun, and inspiration. Diana offers her empowering tools for spirit guidance in group settings, speaking engagements, live workshops, and through her vibrant Instagram and Facebook communities. She is the author of Spirit Translator, Seven Truths for Creating Well-Being and Connecting with Spirit, and co-author of Pillars of Success with Jack Canfield. Diana's first children's book is Alina, the Positive Thought Warrior. I, you have to tell me a little bit about that. Learn more about Diana at www.dianacole.com. So there we go. Here we go, Diana. How do we do this? What, what inspired you to work in this area, helping people connect with their internal spiritual guidance? Yeah. So for me, you know, it was a little bit of a winding road to get here. And I always feel like I'm hearing stories constantly about people telling me that they feel like their lives have taken twists and turns they never could have imagined. And that is true for me too. I owned fitness businesses and um, had a really hard time as a business owner and went through, um, went through betrayal and, um, and ultimately the closure of my businesses. And it was just so hard for me as a single mother to cope with everything that was happening around me that I decided finally that it was time to do what I had learned as a child and to go within and find the answers that I needed. Um, I had questions that I didn't know how to get answered and I had to go inside to get those answers. Um, So it worked for me so miraculously and so amazingly that I um, made an agreement with myself that I would write a book and I would help and teach people how to do this for themselves. Well, that's how it happened. <laughs> it's, can we go back to exactly what happened? Because I think there are a lot of maybe men, but a lot of women who can relate. I, I was a single mom. Um, you were a single mom. It's not the easiest job. Being a mom to begin with is not an easy job. Uh, but then doing it all by yourself is really, really hard. And starting a business, I did the same thing. I started a business as a single mom. Um, so let's talk about what happened there when you decided to take this on, uh, this business. And what was the business? It was in the fitness industry, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I started the business when I was married to my first husband. And we quickly after I opened my business, you know, I was divorced, which was tough. Um, and a single mother and I, I owned a bar fitness business. I created a, a bar brand that, um, that I taught in my hometown. And then I opened a few more studios in the years after. But um, really what I was facing that I think was the most difficult for me is that I was forming friendships with the people who were working for me and, um, you know, my clients, obviously, and just everybody in you know, in my little, my little fitness community. And um, I was very surprised to see that um, the people who I counted as friends would open businesses like a block away from me and compete with me to try to close me down so that they could have a thriving business. And the way that um, the way that the competition happened was I felt really um I wasn't prepared for it. I, I just, 
I didn't learn, like we said before, I didn't learn the politics of friendships and I didn't learn the politics that I think we all are somewhat aware of, but I didn't, I didn't learn them as a child. I didn't learn them growing up and I didn't experience them in high school. So I was really at a loss. Um, what was happening was that I was seeing that the way that women were competing with me was by saying, you know, bad things about me because that makes other people want to join in and, and be with the right, the right group, you know? And it also makes people, you know, they're bullies. I've, I've, been the um, victim of bullies myself, female yeah. bullies, um, some men too, um, right? And for somebody who's not a bully, who wasn't raised by bully parents, um, and I don't think there's a, one parent out there who believes that they are bullies, but to to not have that as you're growing up as a child and to learn kindness, to then be confronted with that, like as you're older, right? It's right. It's it's crazy. Like it's, we're, maybe we're not, we were naive, but did you feel like you were maybe a little naive? You thought, well, why would a friend ever do this to me? Right. It's, but it happens and it, it throws us right off. I, I know it throws me right off my feet and onto my butt when it's happened to me. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I think that maybe my definition of friendship was, is different than other people's definition of friendship. And I just wasn't even aware that there, there were other you know, definitions, you know, I just felt like I was really, I I threw myself into a world that I really wasn't prepared for. And, um, and I wasn't competing in a way that I could survive. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to um, get more clients or retain my clients by speaking poorly of anybody else or by putting anybody else down. And, you know, what happens is that when you own a fitness business, as I'm sure, you know, it's not always the most lucrative, so when you have competition you have to work your up. ass off, you work your butt off and you are kind and nice and you help as many women as you can. And that's the name of the game, right? But when you have um, a lot of competition in a small area, everybody has a little piece of the pie. And as that pie starts dwindling down to a small piece, you can't survive anymore. Right. So, right. so all of this happening and, was just so, so hard for me. You know, I just wasn't prepared for it. And um, I, you know, I lost most of my hair and I lived through years of just being so stressed out that I, I really felt like I got to a bottom place where I just didn't even know how to wake up in, in the morning and go to, and, and go to work. I just didn't even know how to do that anymore. So the only choice I had was to go inside and to start asking questions and getting answers. And, and it was, like I said, miraculous. My life changed really quickly. It's so hard to do that. I have been in those places myself at different times in my life. During my first marriage, while I was getting divorced, during the times that I started my business, I still have my business. And it's very, for me, it's been, it has been very hard to look inward. So for the women who are listening now, who can relate to your story, or maybe it's something different. They're going through a divorce. Maybe their marriage isn't very good. Maybe they're having difficult times with their friendships or their children, and they don't know how to cope. They are losing their hair. They're not sleeping. They're not eating. They're isolating themselves from the rest of the world because they don't know how to cope anymore because they're so sad. What is the first step when you say you looked inward? Let's let's just go back for a second and talk about who your dad is 
and how you were raised and maybe something you learned at a very young age, but didn't tap into it right away. Yeah. Um, So my father was a leader in the new age movement um, in the San Francisco Bay area. He was definitely on the forefront of, um, you know, the human um, potential movement and a lot of, you know, he taught, he didn't, he wrote a lot of books that he self-published, but he really was teaching a lot of the people who we know of and whose names we've heard of and whose books we've read. Um, He was an advisor to many because he had, um, he was a doctor, but he also had this amazing wisdom that uh, I still sort of try to figure out how it even worked out that way. But he, uh, he had this wisdom that was incredible. And when I was four years old, he taught me how to have conversations with my spirit guide. And all growing up, um, he would invite me in with him um, into our meditation room where I would watch him having conversations with his spirit guide and filling up tablets of, of answers. Um, and so back, back then, and I don't know how many years ago, this wasn't a thing. This was very not a thing. Right. Early 70s. -hmm. It was not a thing. Um, It was becoming a thing. And, you know, he was he was friends with uh, Swami Moktananda, who was here opening the Sita Yoga Institute in Oakland. And um, and we would he would have these meditations, you know, and invite people. Um, And it was then it just felt like what people do. But looking back, I, it was pretty incredible to witness that and to, um, and I remember, you know, a lot of it and, and the conversations that were had before, during and after, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, so he just taught me, I never knew differently, you know, that we have this, this internal source um, of wisdom, which is basically connecting to, you know, the source that we call God, spirit, universe, universe, whatever. We all have a different turn for it. I've always called it spirit because um, when I was younger, I felt like God didn't really make sense because I didn't think that this, this thing was a person, even though I did grow up Catholic, I I've always just called it um, spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's this, um, this energy that lives all around us with us. And um, we can tap into the wisdom of it for guidance and assistance. And I, in my early years, was really good at doing that, you know, with, with him, because I wanted to, I wanted to hang out with him and his friends. So I would right. do that. Right. And then so, I thought about it, you know, I went you? To, I was, yeah, you know, it's like I, I graduated high school and I wanted to go move to Los Angeles and have fun. And like, who wants to talk to spirit for God's sake? <laughs> right. but I, I'm thinking of it like it's when you have um, a, a bilingual family, you know, and that child learns two languages just as easy as we learn the one language that we speak. I only speak one language. And you were you were introduced to this as such a young age that it probably was just something you carried through until you tapped back into it when you knew that you had hit bottom, right? Right. Um, that's exactly the way to say it. I learned the language of spirit. From a young age. So when I got to this point in my life where I felt like, you know, it was just as bleak as it could possibly be in my mind. Right. Um, there wasn't anyone who could help me. You know, I wasn't married. I didn't have parents who would just write me a check. I didn't have, I didn't have anywhere to go. So I went within and I started talking to my spirit guide again. And I got 
answers to my questions and I was guided through my conversations, my internal conversations, I was guided. And, um, and the first, the first thing that I was, I was guided to do was to think better thoughts, right? And it's so easy to say because, um, you know, we've heard think positively all the time, like, sure, that's great. You know, I, I've thought positively it doesn't do anything for me, honestly, is what I've always thought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was given sort of a recipe for how to do it right. And, um, and I followed it. And I was like, wow, this is great. It's actually working. And then I, I was given, you know, just little tips, like what I need to do in myself and in my own life and how I need to look at things so that my life would improve. And it did. Um, and because how did you do that, how did you do this? When did you sit down in a quiet room? Did you, I mean, this is like spirit translator 101 here, yes. because this is something that I have struggled with and I've talked to so many people about it. So it's, it's really important for me to learn and for everybody listening to learn, because I, I know that if they're listening to the show, they want to improve something in their life and maybe they haven't had the time or the knowledge, or maybe they're afraid to turn inward. I know from what I've heard in training clients, and I suggest that they do the same, there's fear involved, right? Because we don't know what we're going to find when we look inside. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear that too sometimes. And the way that you do it is through a a meditation that, um, that I've always used and that I, um, I walk people through in groups and I, I have, you know, available on, on my website to download. Um, but it's a, it's a meditation basically so that you can go inside and you can meet your spirit guide and you can have these conversations. And the thing that's uh, really important, I think to share is that it's a very safe and loving place. And it's not like you're going into a chamber where your demons live. You are going into a, um, I call it a sacred garden of just love and acceptance and guidance like you would never be able to find in the human world. Um, And most of the time what I hear from my clients is that they're overwhelmed with this sense of love to the point where they're just like crying, like they've just never felt love like that before, right? Right. Um, And that's what's really important because – that's the difference between going to a therapist or a friend, right? Because human to human, we can only help people based on our own experiences or what we've learned um, to help somebody along. But when you are able to access this internal guidance that we're, we all have the right to and that's here for all of us, you're able to get really, really good guidance for you that's, that is um, pertaining to what you need, you know, and, and when you need it. And the great thing about it is this energy isn't here just for you. It's here for all of us. So it's this all loving force that would, that is trying to guide you in this loving way and also wants you to sort of look at other people as loving people, regardless of the situation. Right. Um, So it's, it's, for me, what got me out of just the worst time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think that it's the best thing you can possibly do when you're feeling desperate or, or sad or in grief. 
So anybody has the ability to tap into this inward spirit. Yes. But what if somebody is having trouble? Hello. Um, tapping in. I know you have to be very quiet with yourself, which is again hard. But everything I say that is hard to achieve or takes effort is worth working on because if it's important to us, we will work hard. And this is just something I, I've always been very, very interested in. So I could help myself first and then help others because the gift that you have, do you, you have a gift, right? Well, I think that the only difference between me and you, as far as what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. is that the gift is that I learned it and I believe it. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that anybody else can't do. I just trust it completely. And because I trust it and believe it, I'm able to access it quickly. And I'm able to access it in a really rich manner. I think that's the key, right? You have to believe it. And maybe about five, six years ago, I really decided that I was going to, I called it meditating. So I don't know if you refer to it differently as meditating. And I had the um, the beads, the um what are they? The mala beads? The mala beads? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I was told, I think there's 108 on them or something and you rub them. And I was told by a friend who practiced to, um, to rub them as I, as I said, the mantra in my word to keep the focus. I think it was really to keep the focus. And I remember just as you were describing a few minutes ago, just crying and crying and crying and crying. And it was, I I felt like I had just shed several layers of skin. So if I had stuck with that, I probably could have taken it much farther if I continue to stay with it. I don't know why I did. I thought, okay, I'm good, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, But to really get to that place and to take yourself out of that dark place, it is a practice, correct? It is a practice. And I recommend that people start with five minutes, you know, a day. Um, because really for the most effective meditation in my experience and what I learned is that you just want to be completely still, still in thought, um, still internally and externally. And you just get to the point where you're so still that you're being recharged by the energy around us. Um, and you don't have to listen to a guided meditation or use beads or, you know, any of that really. Um, It's just about being still. And a lot of the other, a lot of the the props and the meditations are very helpful for people who have a hard time being still for five minutes. And, you know, it's tough. Five minutes feels like a long time of stillness. You, You know, when you put your alarm on for five minutes, when you're trying to be still, it feels like an hour. It does. It really does. <laughs> I'm perpe- I think you're the same way. Perpetual motion, right? And it's just really hard to press, just go pause, pause. Yes. And, but it's, it's in that pause that you hear the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Does it take a gifted person like you to, no. okay, <laughs> It does not. It does not. Anybody can do it. You really believe that anybody has the power. And you talk about positive thinking and being a positive warrior. How does somebody who might be really low or confused about what direction in life they want to take in a relationship or work or where they live, for example, in these uncertain times, how do you get, how do you 
turn everything around to find that positivity and be that positive warrior that you talk about? Yeah. Um, Well, what's really important is to talk to yourself about the things that you like and you enjoy. You know, what what happens is we're wonderful catalogers of our life, but our self-talk, I believe, is our prayer. It's our ask. So if you are looking around you and you're thinking, my house is a mess, my kid is driving me crazy, my job sucks, my, you know, my, my husband is, you know, terrible or whatever. If you're looking at your life and you're cataloging it this way, as we do, you are not going to feel good. If you instead decide to look at the things you do like and you talk to yourself about that, your life improves. And it sounds so easy, but it actually is harder than it sounds. And that means to sit, think to yourself, oh, my lawn looks really pretty today. You know, my dog is so cute. Uh, A yummy meal I'm about to eat. Just noticing the things you like. It is such a hard thing to do. I'm I'm embarrassed to admit I'm a Capricorn. um, So I tend to see a lot of negativity. Um, So I look at the glass half empty instead of half full. And that's what motivates me. Um, So it's very, very hard but I have learned to do it, to be grateful and to see the positive things in life. And when I find myself writing in my journal or writing something down, I'm like, oh, stop, Jody, stop <laughs> and look at the positive. It is, it's a process. And I think that if we all think of it as a process to get to the next place in our life or a process to living, as you say, a life of abundance, of love, of fun, of joy, because that's what we all want. We want this abundant, wonderful, fulfilling, exciting, fun life. And I love that you mentioned living a life of fun, because if we're not having fun, what's life all about? Yes, we need to learn and empower and inspire. I'm all about that. But let's have fun while we're doing it. And it and we do. We have that catalog in our life of negative, negative, negative. And it's just like, get out of yourself, right? Totally. Yeah. And I think that we all believe that the conversations in our head are between us and us, mm. but they're not. They're between us and, and the universe. It's, it's our ask. We're asking. So when we're noticing what we don't like, we're asking for more of it. We're activating that for ourselves. Say that again, because I know that's so true. Obviously, you know more about this than I do, but just say that again, please. When you're noticing what you don't like and you're talking to yourself about it constantly, you are asking for more of that to come towards you. So you're activating that negativity in your life and it is making you see more of it and it's making you feel really bad about where you are. So when somebody's like in a bad place, like you and I have both been, and you say, you know, screw my life. Like this is just sucks. Like everything about my life just sucks, 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 sucks. Like you were saying before, then you're going to bring sucky things into your life, right? And you're going to feel like you suck. And you're going to feel like you suck. Okay. All right. I, we, we have so much more to talk about. We are going to go to break and we will be back in a few minutes with Diana Cole. And we are going to talk about again, how to turn inward to have the most amazing life that you want to live and that you deserve to have. We'll be back in a few minutes, everybody. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. I am with the spirit translator, Diana Cole, and we are talking about getting into that positive mindset and when you turn inward, looking for that spirit that's going to guide you. And I think what, Diana, you're saying is that you have to first believe that there is a spirit that's going to guide you. If you don't believe it, then it's not going to happen. If you sit there in your stillness for five minutes to begin with and you're looking for it and you're like, eh, it's not here. What do you, what do, you do to help people move away from that thought process? Yeah, you know, we naturally have a few blocks that keep us from connecting with um, with spirit or with our spirit guide or internal wisdom, whatever you want to call it. And the first one is doubt. You know, doubt will block you from anything. You know, I learned from a very young age that self-doubt blocks manifestation. You can't have anything you want when doubt is present. Um, so doubt is the first thing that needs to be dealt with. And, and the way to do that is to 
get into a place of belief, you know, and I have some exercises for that, that I, I work with, uh, when I work with people and, um, could you and, share maybe one or two? Well, a lot of times we need, um, proof, okay. right? Because as, as human, as humans, we need proof or we're, you know, we don't believe all the time. Right. 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 Um, so there are a certain, there's a few things that I will have people notice that I think helps you get into that place of possibility. There's a possibility that this could actually be real. Right. And, and here's one of the things I, I like to point out. If you think about your past and your memories, where are they? You can't see them. They aren't anywhere for you to look at, but you know they're there. Right. Why, how can that be any different than saying we have internal guidance that is here for us? We can't see that either, but that doesn't disprove it. I've, I've practiced this many, many times, especially when I was competing and I wasn't a true believer, but I wanted so badly to be successful at it. And I knew, you know, when you know inner, like inside with, with every fiber in your body that you were meant to do this, that this is where you're supposed to be. This is where, this is what you were meant to do. And at the time, I had a lot of things to prove to myself. I was recently divorced. I was in my late 40s and I started competing in fitness shows. Everybody told me I was too old, but I knew, I knew deep down that I needed to get on that stage. And I knew given my background of dancing and being a cheerleader and all that other stuff that I did, that I, I could be on stage in a bikini in stripper heels and show women that it's not too late if you're over 45, which everybody thinks is old, but it's not, um, that you're never too late to try something new and go out of your, your comfort zone. So yeah, that was a little bit out of my comfort zone. But every time that I began to see myself on stage as the winner, as the only woman standing on stage, I was that only woman on stage. And that's, Diana, how I knew it worked. And I don't know how I had such strength and that power, but I must have believed in myself that much that I saw it. So for everybody listening who thinks it isn't possible, even for somebody like me who could be negative towards myself, um, it is you can find it if you truly believe that it exists. So when I hear you talking about this, I know it exists. I know it's there and why I push so many people to go there and continue to push myself because I know it's there. You know, I've talked about writing a book for years because I haven't seen myself writing the book. But once I start seeing myself sitting writing that book, then it, it becomes something that I can manifest. Do you, when you are sitting and you are teaching others, do you find that it's a visual thing for you or more of a mental thing? Or are they the same? Well, when we're talking about manifestation, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's interesting because we all, um, you know, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to try to explain it this way. Uh, Yogananda said, "Will changes thought into energy." 
right? Love that. So if you, for example, in, in your example, you had, you willed yourself to win and thought that you would win and it turned into the energy of, of success for you. Yeah. And that's how it works, right? So a lot of the times, you know, when I'm helping people with, you know, how to achieve what they want to achieve by thinking it, um, it's really about a knowing that has to live inside you. It's really yes. tapping into, we all have had times in our lives, I believe, we've all had times where we knew something without a doubt. And you don't know why you know, but you just kind of know, and then it happens. Like, I know I'm going to win. It doesn't make any sense, but I know I will. You know, like I had an experience like that, like 10 years ago, I was at some big like gala event and, you know, there was an auction going on and everybody had a ticket, right? And at the end of the night, whoever had the winning ticket got the big basket, right? And we were sitting, you know, everyone's sitting at their tables and they said, okay, everybody get your ticket out. And I thought, I'm going to win. I just knew it. I knew I was going to win. Like, it made no sense. Like, why would I win? I didn't want to win. I didn't even care. I didn't even know what was in the basket and I wasn't even wanting it. I just thought, oh, I'm going to win. And I did. Yes. And I thought, well, what happened first? Did I just have the winning ticket coincidentally and then I thought it? Or did I think it and then I, it happened? And when I try to think of it that way, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter which one came first, right? Right. The fact is I knew. I just had this knowing, right? So if you can go back to the time in your life, and this is what I ask people to do, is go back to a time in your life where you had that knowing okay. about something and live in that knowing, Go, go there, like live there, swim in it, bathe yourself in that knowing, because that is the place that you need to live in to get the things you want to communicate in this spiritual way that we're discussing today, to be guided out of hard times. It's about getting into this place of knowing. I think that's perfect. That makes so much sense. And I think that that's Again, it's hard, but it's it's and that's why you say anybody could do this. They just have to get to that place of knowing. That's huge. That's like wow. Right. And because we are so um because we manifest with thought and because we're so powerful at being able to do that, we're very powerful creators of our lives with our thought. Because we have that gift, we all have that gift, we are able to um kind of spark what the energy that we need by thinking it. So you can, uh, you can think about the knowing you've had before and summons it towards you right now, even though you might not be knowing anything about what's happening in your current situation or feeling that knowing you can harness that knowing again by thinking about it and putting yourself back into that place. So you can feel like you're winning when you put yourself back on the stage, when you were being crowned the winner. And you, you remember that and you bring yourself back to that moment and you bring your thoughts back to that moment, you can create that same success right now with whatever you're doing by living in that same energy. So that's really, really powerful. When you were at your lowest, what do you mind sharing maybe where you went in that knowing? Did you go, did you go back in your life when you were in that knowing situation? 
Well, what I did is I went back to that place of knowing that I could actually have this communication, that knowing that it was here for me, knowing that I was going to get the answers I wanted, knowing that it was real, that it was something I could access. And having that knowing helped me get, you know, just all the information I needed. I would sit with, you know, pads of paper and a pen until the pen went out. I was writing until the pen went out, or I would be typing on my on my keyboard until the battery died because I just had all the information flowing through me so fast. Right. And, and then I would go back and read it. And, um, and that's what I put in the book, but I would go back and I would read it and use it. I just decided like, I I need to, I need to use this. Right. It's like when you get, when you get a a diet plan, you follow it to lose weight. Right. So I was like, I'm going to follow this. I'm not going to second guess it. I'm not going to wonder if it's real or not. I'm going to know it's real and I'm going to follow it. And putting myself in that place of knowing and belief is what helped me, um, I think, first access the information, but second of all, gave me the strength to follow it. You know, that that was, um, I think that's the hardest part for us. Right. And I that's a great point because when we were talking during the break, you were talking about like, I want to eat French fries, but I'm not going to eat French fries because I know they're not good for me or I want to lose weight and whatever, whatever the reason is, you don't want to eat unhealthy foods. So right. most of us don't want to eat unhealthy foods, but we do sometimes. Um, but are you going to stay the course? Are you going to see it through? Are you going to continue to live that life with that purpose? Living, you know, eating healthy foods, exercising regularly, turning within turning because you know, you know, um, meditating, journaling. Um, and I know you don't really refer to it as journaling. There was something you were telling me about earlier when you were, and also when you were just talking about writing and typing, but it's all about staying consistent, right? Staying consistent with these things because we really don't achieve the success that we want when we start something, unless we stay committed and consistent, Right. Yeah, well, you know, I think that just because we're here in the human world as human people, our thoughts will always veer to that place of negativity, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really up to us to keep ourselves on track. Just like I was saying during the break, you know, I can go on a diet and lose weight, but then if I just start eating French fries every day after I lose weight, I'm going to gain the weight back again. So it's the same thing with thought, right? It's the same thing. You cannot improve your life through thinking better thoughts and manifesting the things you want. And then go back to noticing all of the horrible things in your life again, because you're just going to welcome that back in. So it's, it's a process that we all have to keep on track, you know, and, and honestly, I want to say one more thing, you know, you said something important. Um, You know, I, I don't think I ever would have written the book or gotten this wisdom if I hadn't gotten to rock bottom. right? Right. And just like, I think, you know, you might not go on a diet unless you step on the scale and you see like this ridiculous amount of weight gain and you're like, oh my God, right? You have to get to this bottom place before you decide I've got to take drastic measures, right? Um, and so, <laughs> so it's easier when you're in a place of despair to follow the formula. Who would have ever, right. Who would have ever thought as when we were younger that, in order to achieve that success or achieve this fulfilling life that we would need to hit rock bottom, right? 
I know that you just shared your story about rock bottom. I've gone rock bottom. I know other people who have hit rock bottom. But when you do, you have this perspective and you do turn inward because there's nowhere else to go but to yourself. You only have yourself. It's as you said at the beginning of the show, it's not a therapist. It's not a friend. Nobody else can relate to what you're going through. It's just freaking you. Right. And you know, when you talk to a friend or even a therapist, and I think therapists are great, right. but you know, when you talk to somebody else, there's something missing in the information. Even if they're giving you good information, there's something missing. And for me, what I felt like that missing piece was, was somebody who unconditionally wanted me to be happy. I don't think I've ever known a human who wants anybody else to feel that unconditional happiness in this energetic way that you can feel it, right? And, and I feel that when I'm in my spirit guide meditation. And I agree. that's what makes it the thing I can hear, the thing that feels right. I agree. When I, when I am able to go there and do and, and turn inward, um, and after the show, I'm going to do it much more often. And thank you. I'm so I'm just so grateful you're on the show. So you can help me and I can help others. And we're helping lots of people who are listening that um, when I do practice that, I do find that I'm more productive, uh, that I'm happier, that I feel lighter in spirit. And it's a better way to live my life. And I think that anybody else who has tried to do this and continues to do it and stays the course and doesn't veer off the road they will have a more fulfilling life and they will have more fun in their life because they're, they feel better about themselves and they are living without fear. And, you know, maybe we do all have to hit rock bottom. Maybe there, I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't feel they have to hit that, but for a lot of us, we do. Do you feel that a lot of the people you work with have hit rock bottom and that's when they turn to you or they just sort of floundering a little bit? Yeah, you know, I definitely think that people who have been through difficulty seek spiritual guidance of some sort. So for me, the people who do come toward me generally are people who are seeking spiritual guidance because they, they're having trouble, right? But I think that there's a really great way to not have to ever hit that bottom place. And that's by learning the steps that I'm teaching early enough that you don't ever have to experience that pain. It's not really a, a pain that I think we all need to experience. We just haven't learned how to stay away from it. And because we're just thinking the way we think and cataloging our lives, we are continually bringing ourselves downward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important to stop all that. You know, this is kind of a side note, but I think it's important. Um, one of the things I was doing that was not good is that I was rethinking things I didn't like, like Mm. rethinking the conversations, rethinking, why did this happen? Why did this person do this? What did I say? What, what could I have done different? What, what could have, what circumstance could have changed? What could have, I was dissecting it in my own mind to try to make it better by thinking it better. Right. And, and what happens is you can't think anything better. You can't solve all the puzzles because they're unsolvable. Instead of thinking and rethinking the bad things, it's really important to let that be an unsolvable puzzle, which was hard for me to do. Right. It's hard to let go of something you can't figure out, right? The, The pieces of the puzzle don't match. So how do I make it work? 
And I, I guess, you know, you have to surrender to it and say the puzzle pieces don't match and I'm going to move past it. Right. right. They That's don't really match. hard. It I mean, everything we're talking about is very hard, but it's worth doing in order to have that life that you see you, that you want to live. Yeah. Well, and you know, honestly, Jody, it's a lot harder to live in despair than it is to take some steps now to avoid it. And when you were just mentioning about how you want to help people before they do hit rock bottom, that they don't need to hit rock bottom, that the two of us have felt it, but let's, let's by practicing this way, you could prevent yourself from ever hitting rock bottom because you don't need to in order to rise up. You can stop it. You can stop it right now. Right. You can stop it right now. Yeah. So one of the things that we also talked about, um, I'm just looking at the time, is, and if we have time, do we have time to talk about the seven truths for creating well-being and connecting with spirit? Um, we do. It's a lot to it's a lot to touch on, but basically, I think that you know what's really important um, is that I was given this sort of recipe for. Mm-hmm how to recreate my life in a way that felt really good, that was more fun, that was more fulfilling, that wasn't about despair, that wasn't about, um, about lack, right? And what, what I was given was this, this recipe, which basically contained, you know, these truths that I needed to start living by and that I needed to start promoting to the people around me that I loved and, and to everybody, you know, ultimately, hopefully, Um, because I want, I wanted other people to feel that, that transformation that I felt. I wanted people to feel like, oh my God, I was in a horrible spot and now I feel good. Like that, my life feels really good. And you want people to listen to you. Like, listen to me. I can help you from hitting that, that despair. You don't have to live like that. And the seven truths are basically, you know, the seven things I really had to, to do. And, and, you know, they're, they're all things you've heard before, but hopefully worded in a different way than you've heard before. So, for example, one of them, which is really important, I think, is that kindness is your God power. Um, and I think that we have all gotten to a place, you know, when I say all of us, I mean sort of, you know, categorically as like a human race. We've gotten to this place where kindness is sort of reserved for the people that you like or reserved for your loved ones. Um, and it's really important to let kindness be something that you allow to touch everybody with. You know, I used to say, uh, you know, if every single person in the entire planet for one minute felt kindness toward everybody around them, it would shift the energy of our planet. We would change the way we feel and the way we're living in an instant because all of that energy together would cause the shift, right? But what, what's happening is that so few of us are practicing kindness in a real way that it's not changing us the way it should. You know, being kind toward people is, is not just a way of making other people feel good. It's a way to raise our own vibration so we feel better. And that word is thrown around a lot. And I'm glad that you're impressing upon us how important it is because it's not just a word to throw around. It is something, again, you need to practice. It makes others feel good, makes you feel good. And that's just one of the seven truths. So you have to get the book 
to find out what the other six are. (laughs) And because we have three minutes left in the show and we need to talk about two other things. One of them is your arms up method. Can we share that with the audience right now? Okay. So, you know, people come to me usually like on social media and they'll say, I need something that will help me right now. This minute, like I, I, I don't have time to read the book right now. Like things are too bad. Like I don't have time to meditate. Like what, what can I do? And um, what I tell people to do is to think about the thing that they want to activate in their lives and say it with their arms up. So for example, if I wasn't feeling good, when I'm not feeling good, I put my arms up and I say, I feel good. And what happens is when you put your arms up and you just declare, oh, it feels so good you make a declaration, you're energetically putting that, that declaration into the universe. So it's the thought plus movement um, equals manifestation, right? So whatever it is that needs to be activated from a belief standpoint, not from a hope or a wish. So I don't, I didn't say, I hope I feel good. I said, I feel good. Right. Um, Or if you're, you know, um, if you're feeling not good, just generally not good, you know, just say, I feel good. Just put your arms up. I feel good. You know, I, I'm happy. I'm happy right now. You can't feel bad when you put your arms up and you state how you feel. All right. So I want everybody to try that after you listen or do it right now, um, because it feels energetically, it does change everything. Just a simple thing, putting your arms up. I mean, think I, when I think about it, you know, if you're dancing or something and you're putting your arms up, I, I don't know if it's the same thing, but it does energetically, it makes you feel alive. So thank you for sharing that with you, with me. And um, we're going to talk more about that. Um, I'm going to talk about, I want to see how many people I can get to raise their arms up um, because I think it's wonderful. Um, I have absolutely loved having you on the show. I have one more question to ask you and it is, what does it mean to you? to live a fearlessly authentic life? Um, To me, it means doing the thing that lights you up no matter what anybody else thinks about it. Wow. Very simple, very easy. Diana Cole, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Again, um, people can reach you on Instagram at the Diana Diana Cole, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And on Facebook, the same name. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, on your website, dianacole.com. Any other places? Uh, the book, again, is Spirit Translator. Yep. Um, seven, there's something that, that, what's the tagline? Seven Truths for Wellbeing. Okay. Sorry. I just didn't have that in front of me. Um, Thank you so, so much for being on the show. And remember everybody um, to see, I have to remember, I have my notes in front of you. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Fearlessly Authentic on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week on Fearlessly Authentic. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.